Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. Before we move on, let's talk about the fastest growing sports team software, All In Team Sports, and how it's helping coaches save time while streamlining their communication, scheduling, and so much more. It's no surprise that coaches are always looking for ways to increase efficiency and save time. That's why this software is so great. It offers coaches all the features they need to manage their teams, from player nutrition and health goals to in-app awards, document sharing, and a team feed that immediately boosts player engagement. This software makes it easy for coaches to stay organized and help their teams succeed. The software also allows coaches to set up a variety of different activities and tasks. For example, coaches can create a schedule for their team, assign tasks to individual players, and even create custom messages for specific groups or individuals. This allows coaches to quickly communicate with their players and keep track of their progress. Plus, the software also allows coaches to create and manage sports-specific activities such as drills and practices. And for all the football coaches out there, they have a video system that is built to work with Huddle that is top-notch. You can sign up today using using code HOGFOOTBALLCHAT to get 75 days entirely free. And I promise it will be an app that will replace all others on your phone. Check them out by going to allinteamsports.com or give them a follow on Twitter at allinteamsports. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. I have got with me today Coach Jake Menard. Coach Menard just finished up his first season as the defensive line coach at Ursinus College. Uh, had a great season. He coached two guys who were all-conference and all-region defensive linemen. Um, they led the nation in fumble recoveries and, and just had a phenomenal season. Uh, before that, he spent two years at VMI as an assistant offensive line coach and assistant linebacker coach, a season at Hiram College. Uh, two seasons as a defensive assistant at Shepherd, and then got his start at the uh, at the high school level. Uh, so, Coach, I know you're a D-line guy, but uh, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking some football today, Coach. How are, how are you doing? Hey, Coach, appreciate your time. You know, at the end of the day, just love talking ball and all starts up front with the big guys, the big sexies up front. So, That's, hey, man, praise. So. That's you're absolutely right. Um, defensive guy i'll give defense guys a little bit of credit they, they some of those guys have a little bit of swag too so that's we'll, we'll give them that but uh talk to me about how you know you've you've been around coaching long enough talk to me about how um the offensive line played a role in some of the the, the more successful teams that you've you've coached on you know it's a great point coach you know starting off with you know high school wise i was more of an offensive line deep was you know a average high school player but four-year four-year letterman and 
you know, started at guard spot for most of my time and loved, you know, growing up, loved offense more than defense. I think like a lot of guys got to score points and all that, but at the end of the day, you know, keeping the quarterback upright and the best example, you know, being a Shepard University alum, the uh, success offensively they've had these past few years and being a VMI, being part of the number of, you know, number top top 30 offense in the country, all the kind of common points for the fact that they had a great offensive line, keeping the quarterback upright, creating lanes for the runbacks to run through. So just having the big guys up front who can set protections the right way, mm-hmm. you know, keep QB, keep the QB upright, keep the running back, uh, you know, chugging his feet along, gaining yards, being on the right side of the sticks, you know. At the end of the day, like we started off with, starts with those guys up front. And been fortunate enough that every place I've been at that's had success, We've had really good offensive line, multiple all-conference and or all-American guys. So. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's it's it really is. It's you you can't go anywhere. And I'm, I don't even go as far as say defense. You can't if you don't have a good up front group, a good you know front line mm-hmm. on offense or defense, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, you kind of got your start. You started at the high school level coaching, uh, and then kind of made the jump. Um, Talk a bit to me about, because I did the same thing, talk a bit to me about how that transition was for you and what struggles you had, uh, you know, your first season going from, from the high school level to the, the, the college level. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a growth is the crazy thing because, you know, starting off with once, you know, being a high school graduate, leaving, I knew I wasn't ever going, you know, being a five foot seven no lineman didn't really spell well for playing in college ball, you know, right. but, uh, you know, coaching high school ball, you know, you kind of go in thinking, okay, I did this at what I thought was pretty high level, knew it all, but, you know, just transitioning from being a player to coach, just all of the, you know, what I've learned is you, you never know, you never truly know every single thing, and you can grow every day and learn every day, and that was kind of a good wake-up call my first two years at St. James School, coaching high school ball, and, you know, starting from the ground up, so I think the, the biggest transition, the biggest thing going from my time at St. James School to, uh, you know, being a student coach and assistant coach at Shepherd University was just, you know, learning how to help people understand eye discipline because I think that's the biggest thing in coaching. Just you can teach X's and O's till, you know, you're blue in the face, but if the guys on the field don't understand where their eyes need to go and what their key reads are, especially defensively, you know, it's going to be a tough day at the office. So that was mm-hmm. kind of the big, biggest lesson I learned my first, uh, first year transitioning from high school ball to, you know, you can, if you have one or two really good, really talented athletes at the high school level that can make up for a lot of mistakes, you know, you, you know, you kind of, you kind of able to do a lot more. But at that next level, everyone was the best high school player on their team, you know. So right, guys who have eye discipline and understand technique at a high level, you know, it's just a complete, you know, it's a, it's a culture shock for a little bit. But once you understand kind of that aspect of coaching, you know, you're going to help really develop a young men into being better players right what um did you find because everyone always asks me about kind of the you know recruiting and things like that did you find recruiting was was difficult um or were you you know did you did you feel comfortable kind of hopping right into that because you've been you know somebody somebody talked about this somebody said this to me the other day they, they'd spent all that time coaching high school kids that knew how to talk to high school kids. Did you feel like because you'd spent time as a high school coach that recruiting was a little bit, um, a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable for you? You know, I do. And I think another aspect that helped me out, I've always been the youngest guy on staff. 
so there's kind of some connective tissue with understanding kind of the you know all the new tiktok deals going on and the, mm-hmm. you know especially fortnite's helped me out being a fort being a fortnite player myself being able to talk to some guys about that but just kind of you know that kind of age and you know coaching high school ball just being able to relate to relate to the players that made you know building relationships starting off the recruiting process uh pretty good transition and then of course every level you're at has its own you know its own little niches when it comes to recruiting from whether it's fcs or to d3 there's its own little things but at the end of the day it's you gotta be good with people and you gotta treat people the right way so definitely yeah. coaching high school helped me out with that right yeah it's all about i mean it's all about relationships and and um you know being able to i mean because I, I don't know what what your experience is and a lot of times these kids especially the ones who are good football players and are getting recruited from a lot of people the the best conversations they have sometimes aren't football related you know they don't want to talk about football they want to talk about other stuff and so if you can as a coach if you can have a a meaningful conversation and a open conversation about things that aren't football related that sometimes can can resonate a little bit more than you know talking about x's and o's with those guys for sure and you know coaching in a place like your sinus you know we don't you know we're not the alabamas or georgias of the world we don't put guys into the nfl every single year or anything like that but what we do provide is the great academic opportunity for guys to go off and you know 96 percent of our graduates throughout the whole school you know, are in, you know, enrolled in a graduate school or have a job in their field within six months. So getting to talk with young men and kind of tell them about, you know, the academic opportunities here is pretty right. awesome, you know, and just getting to know what they want to do in life and knowing that, you know, we've had guys who've been our football program that left and been in the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles and different pro organizations. And, you know, that's kind of those kids' dreams of seeing them kind of get the big eyes going and, oh, right. I can do that from so it's it's uh so you kind of mentioned coach it's uh picking where you go to college is a 40 50 year decision not a four to five it's a pretty cool thing getting guys to come to a school like this and you know become the best versions of themselves yeah no no doubt that's uh i mean we talked about that all the time in recruiting and so that's it's good that it's good that other schools are, are doing it because it is like you said it's it's such a it's such a big decision and, and unfortunately you get some guys that rush it or make the wrong choice and, and end up leaving so it's 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 tough um it's tough when that happens but you know it is it is the nature of the beast a little bit and you, you try to you try to limit those situations from happening but um you know it, it we all can't we all can't achieve that uh and it sometimes does happen a little bit so um it is what it is right no for sure for yeah sure. not a- you know, especially at, as you know, coaching D three ball sometimes it's what financial aid package looks the looks the best, and you can recruit the best you can. But you right. know, at the end, you gotta you know be honest throughout the process, and what's meant to be is going to be. Right. Your, uh, so. Right. Exactly. Um. You know, you 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 did spend some time talk a little bit about it. You coached you coached the offensive line. You spent time playing offensive line. How how has been the transition and and how did that transition happen where you you went to the defensive side? Um, you know I know a lot of guys that have done that and and gone gone to the other side of the ball. You know offense to defense, vice versa, and and had a ton of success. How did that sort of come to be and and you know what what struggles what struggles have you had and what was that sort of aha moment 
um, you know, for you when you knew you could, you know, you could be a, a, a really good defensive line coach? Yep, and it's, uh, I honestly love the story, Coach, and I know I haven't told you yet, but. No, I, I love hearing stories, yeah. so that's, I'm, go, I'm glad. It's, uh, so, uh, I was a student at Sheffield University when, you know, I transitioned from being like a, you know, varsity assistant at St. James to, you know, talking with Coach McCook, the uh, current head coach there, was the offense coordinator at the time. He was actually uh, one of my professors in class. You know, there's some school, some smaller schools that have professors do that to kind of have some coaches be professors, get some more money and all that stuff in their uh, salary. But, you know, he, you know, talked with him a bunch. He said, hey, you should come on and help out. And he initially said, hey, you know, uh, we have a spot on offense for you. You can, you know, help me out with the O-line, all that good stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. That's why I always, you know, to be honest with you, I always want to be an offensive coach, you know. Right. And uh, so I'm like, I get to be uh, an assistant with one of the best offenses in Division Two football. That's a dream come true. So I go in there my first day. Defensive coordinator Josh Klein grabs me and says, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, hey, so here's the deal. They have a lot of guys on offense. I know you coach football before so I'm taking you right now and at the end of the day I think it's going to be a good fit for you and you know at the end of the day you're going to, you know football is something that football coaching is something that uh you get out what you put in so if you put the work in you're going to be a really good coach if you don't put the work in you know there are guys who can fill up water bottles on the sidelines and that was kind of my uh <laughs> my indoctrination into being a defensive coach but you know and I always talk with coach Klein, joke around with him on this day about that transition the not so subtle transition defense but at the end of the day it's uh you know been a blessing for me being able to coach on this side of the ball and the moment that kind of the moment to me that really hit that hey you know what i can do this at a pretty high level is when our defensive line coach at shepherd sam daniels left to be a d-line coach at howard for that uh month and a half they were interviewing guys and all that stuff i led the d-line in winter conditioning and all that mm -hmm. so being able to you know, be a 20, you know, a 22 year old guy being a defense, you know, being the defensive line coach for a month and a half, you know, like having one, having those guys at Shepard believe in me to handle that and handle that responsibility and being able to go in there and lead meetings and lead, uh, you know, the winter conditioning stuff for that group was, you know, signed that, Hey, you know what? I can do this. I, I did it, you know, and, uh, but, you know, so I love that story because at the end of the day, you know, you go in thinking one thing and kind of like anything in life. If you come in having a plan, it's going to change pretty quick. So just roll with the punches and go with it. But I think that's a good lesson for any football coach. You know, if you see something that doesn't necessarily go how you think it's going to go, you know, great opportunities could be at the other side of it. So just have a great attitude and carry on with it. So. Right. What have you – I mean – did you was there anything that that you struggled with though um that you were just kind of like ah this is you know I'm gonna have to really kind of buckle down and work on my p's and q's so to speak with with this with this spot or did you just kind of you know take like a, a duck to water and feel real comfortable doing it uh so I'd say the the first real transition just getting the you know d line wise getting the stunts and all that stuff because you know playing d line high school. You know, it's same thing, different terminology a lot of times, but understanding the coverage on the back end and how that fit with the front end and, mm -hmm. you know, the force players and all that and understanding that, you know, you can't always, you know, spill a block or, you know, send a block depending on the coverage and all that stuff. So I'd say understanding how the whole picture fit together. You know, right. I felt pretty 
about you know defensive line techniques, but you know being around the around that staff and understanding the whole picture, you know, took a little time. But once once you put all you know, it's a, basically a puzzle piece, and once you put all the puzzle pieces together, it kind of fits pretty well. So right, right, and and you know, you kind of you you also said you you'd like to you'd like to move back to, to offense at some point. Is that, is that, you know, the goal or is the goal just to kind of coach as long as you can and just stay, stay, stay afloat, so to speak? Uh, I would, I would say more of the latter of what you said. I think, you know, to be honest with you, I've been blessed enough to where every, you know, every childhood dream I've had coaching is, right. has happened pretty much coach D1, D2, D3, and ran my own room. Now I just kind of, want to be in a spot similar to or sign is where I'm at right now and you know whatever happens happens and just coach ball and the, the, at the end of the day I love the guys I coach with I love the players I coach it's a great great location so being a place like this and any other job I take in the future being in a similar place to where I have that kind of you know that those kind of relationships that work-life balance and the location to go with it that's kind of the main goals you know I'm not a you know I was never a NFL player, not a big time D one player. Didn't right. even play college ball, so you know I don't have uh, delusions of grandeur. The oh, why am I not? You know, why am I not in this role right now or anything like that? I just know I'm here for a reason, and hopefully I can make a difference in some people's lives while I'm here. So yeah, no, that's awesome. I I think that's um, there are there are plenty of people and I'm sure you've seen them. There's plenty of people that are in this profession for the wrong reason and, and, and mm-hmm. are kind of chasing clout, so to speak. Um, and there aren't enough guys. I don't think anymore that are in it because they love to coach. And, and that's awesome that you're in it because you love to coach. And uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what the, what gets you up in the morning and that's what keeps you going. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Your, your players should, uh, I'm sure that that translates definitely to your, to your players and they see that in, you know, in your, in your group and your meetings and your, you know, your, your practices that, that, that shows the the passion you've got for, for the game and for the players. Yep. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I mean, these guys here, especially and the guys that hire when I was the D-line coach there and even at Shepard, you know, when I see those guys who I used to coach come back and, you know, they still, even though it might be a two year age difference and they still call me coach, like that's still, you know, right. It's a great, great feeling. And, yeah no no doubt no doubt about it. it it really is um well last question i got for you if you could put together a mount rushmore of guys you coached guys you played with or guys that you're just a fan of who would be on that five-man offensive line mount rushmore yep so being a fan of the show i knew this question was coming so <laughs> i kind of have a <laughs> i have a hodgepodge of guys that you know like you said been around played with and seen seen play so you know uh tackle wise and you know congratulations to him he was a guy i played with that in high school that just got drafted in the usfl draft so joey fisher would be one of my tackles he was a all-american at shepherd real okay. real player probably gonna end up being a you know a mid-round pick in the nfl draft but you know awesome to see a small school guy get a chance to uh play professional football so right. he'd be one of my tackles uh another guy i'm a Raiders fan so so, you know, growing up and the best year I ever seen, saw the Raiders play left tackle was Donald Penn, who gave up one sack that year. Oh, nice. And, uh, that might be the first Donald Penn reference on the podcast. Yeah, and unfortunately, that was a sack that Derek Carr broke his leg. 
Oh. That kind of ended our playoff run, but he yeah. was he was he was a fun player to watch him and uh, and I'll throw in Kalechio Assembly too at that guard spot. Those two were fun tandem to watch play for the Raiders. Just solid, solid players. Uh, no, no, wait, no, wait. Here, hold on. I got to go on a sidebar question. Are you you're a Raiders fan? Yep, I am a Raiders so, fan. So what's what's your what's your thoughts on the the whole Derek Carr situation? Because I I gotta. I got to know from – I don't know a lot of Raiders fans, so I'm, I'm genuinely curious on, on, on what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, see, the, you know, I always get the question of why are you a Raiders fan? I say because somebody has to be. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, just speaking personally, I love Derek Carr. I'm a big fan of Derek Carr, and I yeah. hope uh, the Saints are the front runners again him, and I hope he has a great rest of his career. Um, I feel like whenever he had the offensive pieces around to be successful, the defense was lacking. And when the defense got better, his O-line got worse. So, right. you know, at, being in the football profession, you understand how that pendulum swings with the cap space and all that. So I feel right. like, you know, in our best year to win it was the one I alluded to when he broke his leg off the one freak snap, one freak uh, sack he got. Right. That, I remember that, that season. Um. You know, but, you know, I'm going to stay loyal to him. I hope I, – I think he's a really good player. It stinks that the way he went out that uh, Christmas uh, that Christmas Eve game against the Steelers where he had his probably, you know, his worst game as a Raider, I would say, the, just throwing some really bad picks and really right. bad plays. Thinks that, you know, that's how he went out. And, you know, he didn't have the, the storied end of his uh, Raider experience that, you know, we kind of wish he had. But. You know, I wish him the best. I think he'll be great wherever he ends up. But you know, I'm I'm a loyal. I'm, that's that's one of the things I'll say about me. I'm loyal, and as much as I want to jump ship and go somewhere, especially being in the <laughs> you know, especially being the Philadelphia area right now, I definitely have you know made a couple Eagles chants in, in my time up here. But uh, you know, I'll stay I'll stay loyal to them, and you know, excited to see what we do. And you know, I'll keep hoping and praying and praying and praying and praying. But we'll see what uh. <laughs> We'll see what they end up doing, but there I think, you, you know, he's he's a good pro, and I think the Saints will be a good spot. So. Yeah, no, I I've, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, and I thought he, again, not not to go on on off on a tangent here, I I thought he handled the whole situation really well, um, yeah, and showed that he's a a a true professional. So, um, yeah, I just I was just curious again. I don't I don't ever get to talk to Raiders fans, so, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was a, a good 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 answer and. Uh, uh, anyways, go go ahead and back to your your Mount Rushmore. Yep, and uh, so you know, kind of you know, kind of easy answer said left tackle, left guard, Kalechi Assembly guard spot, and you know, it's a it's a running joke with some of my friends back home that one of the Thursday night games, Chris Collinsworth mentioned Kalechi Assembly like forty times in one game, and I'm like, I don't think a guard's ever been mentioned that much in my you know, just doing regular regular offensive line pass pro, but right. Uh, so, but I I like watching him play. He played at a really high level and. There are other guys I can throw in there, but I'm just kind of throwing in guys who I enjoyed watching, especially at a time where I understood football at a high level. Uh, center, uh, it's a guy who I just got to give a shout out to, big, you know, big friend of mine, one of my best friends in this profession. Hassan Wari was a Remington runner-up at Shepard. He's now the offensive line GA at a Southern uh, SMU, Southern Methodist, uh, okay. was at Law Tech, was the O-line coach at Shepard for a very long time. Uh, you know, he was a really great player, even better coach. You know, he'd be a guy that would be a good future, uh, you know, future uh, guest spot on this podcast for sure. 
but was a great player as well. And, you know, one of those guys who, when I, you know, you kind of mentioned I was the assistant O-line coach. When I was jumping from being a defensive guy back to offense, he's the guy who I uh, connected with a little bit and right. talked ball with. And then, you know, that final guard spot, I'll throw me in. No, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, hey, go for it. It's, you, you're a, it's your Mount Rushmore, man. Yeah, no, I mean, if uh, man, if, if this was all heart teams, coach, I'd, I'd throw me in there. But there you that's, go. Uh, <laughs> You know that uh that last guard guard spot. You know uh had a bunch of guys who were you know who were around and uh at Shepherd that think we're good fits. Uh, you know uh Eric Ostro is a guy who just my time at Shepherd was great, but uh a guy I'd like to throw in there. Uh, he would actually end up playing center my year I was there, but he end up uh wrapping up his playing career at Buffalo this past year. But Nick Harnett. He was a starting center our last year at uh, at VM my last year at VMI, but mm-hmm. he was a guy who really really good offensive guard, and he was athletic enough to where you put him at that center spot, you know, re- you know, getting up to the second level on some combo blocks and stuff. He just phenomenal player, and he just medically retired. So just wanted to kind of give him a shout out as well while we were on here. Just great guy, great kid, and yeah, again, every spot I've been at, I've been fortunate enough to be around some really great human beings on top of being good athletes. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's awesome. Good, uh, good, good, good group. And, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded if you'd kept yourself on there. It would have been fine. I would have, I would have, uh, I would have appreciated it. So yeah. Well, yeah. You didn't see my highlight tape. But. <laughs> hey, at least you had one. I don't even, I can't even, I don't even know what a highlight tape is anymore. So, um, well, coach, I appreciate you coming on, man. Do me a favor, drop your uh, Twitter handle and any other information for the listeners uh, before we get you out of here. Yeah, so Twitter's the best way to contact me at, at Coach underscore Menard, M-E-N-A-R-D 55. You know, just like to connect with anybody, whether it's coach or recruit, you know, just happy to connect and keep on networking. How, you know, part of the reason I got this podcast right now is just a great network of coaches. So if I can be of help in any way, just feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Coach. Uh, good luck this upcoming season. Have a good Have a good spring. And uh, looking forward to, to talking some more football with you down the road. Awesome, Coach. Thanks again, and go Bears. All right. Take care. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by the online clinic at Chief Pigskin. The online clinic by Chief Pigskin is a collection of coaching content from over a decade of travels from a high school coach. With video quality that is unmatched, you should check them out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com.